Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. Uh, Proverbs chapter 5 is kind of a sexy chapter, but I feel like we've been together a long time, you and me, and I think we can do this. <laughs> uh, it's 10 o'clock. It's time for Tim and Tim. My name is Tim Harris. Uh, we do go verse by verse. Uh, if we didn't go verse by verse, probably we could talk each other into skipping verses like most of Proverbs chapter 5. Actually, I'm, I'm kidding you guys. I think it's so important. Uh, I think it's so important. Uh, this is a conversation of wisdom between a father and a son in Proverbs chapter 5. And I pray to God that there are conversations like this that are still happening in families and households across this nation. My fear is that there aren't, you know. Uh, if there ever was a time when sons got talks like this from their fathers, I'm afraid those times are gone. You know, our Sons are now, you know, discipled not by godly fathers and even godly, you know, pastors and leaders at church. Our sons are discipled by other, you know, ignorant boys or, you know, even worse, you know, pornog internet pornography is discipling a generation of our young people. And if, if it doesn't terrify you, then you're not paying attention. So Proverbs chapter 5, I know it's awkward, and some of us are older, and, and we just think, gosh, you know, could we skip this? No, let's do it. Let, 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 let's, let's walk right through it. Uh, my son, pay attention to my wisdom in, in verse 1. Again, the conversation here is sort of set up as a conversation between father and son. Uh, that doesn't mean that the wisdom isn't broadly applicable. If it's God's truth, it's going to be truth for everybody all the time and all the places. And I think that's why this chapter is so important for us today. Uh, if you're reading this and you're female, I don't think it takes a great leap to apply all these lessons to yourself as well. There are some pretty slick dudes out there who would love to get you into his bed, and you need the same kind of wisdom and discipline that Proverbs chapter 5 is talking about. Do I really need to say that? If I do, I just did. Uh, so, so how is that? There are actually three of these long speeches uh, you know, talking about sexual temptation uh, uh, this one, of course, and then uh, chapter six, we'll get to tomorrow, just part of chapter six. And then again, all of chapter seven, I believe, is similarly uh, expressing uh, admonitions against uh, sexual temptation. Verses two and three are tied together by the word lips, of course. It's a, a poetic, you know, slick little uh, connection there. Your lips will express what you've learned, but the lips of the immoral woman, and, and from there we go. Her lips are sweet as honey. Her mouth is smoother than oil. There are many very erotic images in this chapter that that either translators, you know, try to sort of, you know, bend around so you know, so don't you know upset church people. But but honestly, part of what's beautiful about this passage is the way it highlights uh, the beauty of sexual relations between a wife and her husband. You know, and while some people would say, yeah, sex is God's idea for procreation, you know, it's the way we, you know, there's not one place in this whole chapter where it talks about having babies. You know, it's just, wow, uh, sex is beautiful. It's fun. If it's not fun, you're doing it wrong. I mean, you know, it's, it's beautiful and it's between a husband and a wife and, and what the husband and wife share is so beautiful and so secret and, and, and so powerful and beautiful and all those words. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know why even in church we've not managed to get that message across that it's, it's for pleasure um, and it's, it's such a powerful and beautiful thing. And that's why the devil attacks it. That's why when it comes to you know, God's word, you, you just have to 
have these, you know, incredible passionate speeches about resisting the temptation to go outside of, you know, the moral boundaries for sexual satisfaction. This is what the strange woman, this woman whose lips are sweeter than honey represents here. Verse seven, my sons. Notice how in verse one, it's my son. In verse seven, it's my sons. So now it's like every boy in the neighborhood, listen to me now. Um, Never stray from what I'm about to say. Stay away from her. Don't go near the door of her house. A Hebrew says, remove your path far from her door. You know, remove your path far away from her. Don't go near her door. Um, The point is, when it comes to sexual temptation, you want to have a wide margin in your life. I I know as kids sometimes, you know, like, you know, I was a youth director for years and you talk about sexual temptation. And the first question kids used to ask me was, well, how far can we go? How far on a date can I go? In other words, tell me where the line is because I want to dangle my toe right across that. I want to get as close to the line as you tell me. Tell me exactly how far can I go? And and the attitude here is, you know, how far can I stay away from temptation? That that's what Proverbs says, and that's where wisdom is. And we're not just talking about kids. I think that's the other problem in church life. We think that sexual purity is just a message for the teenagers. And I've been a pastor long enough to tell you there's a whole lot of senior adults that really need to hear this. I mean, really, really need to hear this. And and excuse me if I get a little, you know, pastorly there. But but you know what I mean? It's not just a message for teenagers. Um, you keep a, a wide margin. You, you, you stay as far away from the temptation. In other words, first off, you just got to keep a growing relationship with Christ. You know, invest in your relationship with Christ so that you can have strength to stand against all kinds of temptation. You got to have a growing relationship with Christ. Uh, number two, I would say you got to avoid all inappropriate situations and places. If you were very tempted because of the guys at work, you know, or the whatever, you know, go get another job. You can find another job easier than you can find another, you know, mother for your children, you you, you know. So I'm just saying, do what it takes to protect your sexual purity and to avoid temptation. If, if you can't, if you can't have a phone without going to look at pornography, then you don't need a phone. I mean, you'd survive without a phone. And, and this is what Proverbs is trying to say. You got to get, you got to get really serious about avoiding this temptation. I would say never be alone with the wrong people. I mean, this is what he says, don't go near her door, you know, but some of us, you know, guys, we're a little bit attracted to this person. They, they kind of f- feels electric when we're with them. And so we just kind of find ways to drop by and be with them and, and cut it out. You, you are playing with fire. And this is what Proverbs says, uh, I think, especially when you're married, you got to surround yourself with people that are in healthy marriages. Um, the, the, there's something, you know, you'll watch divorce kind of move through a social group. You know, it's like everybody at the same time decides to ditch their husbands or, you know, ditch their wives. And um, gosh, surround yourself with godly people in godly marriages. Surround yourself with friends who aren't just your friend, but they're friends of your marriage. You know, in other words, if they see you going off a cliff, they're going, for, for the sake of your wife, they're going to stand up and wave their arms and stop you from, from throwing everything away. Because that's what verses 9 to 14 represent for me. Uh, verses 9 to 14 sort of talk about all that you got to lose. And I would say that when it comes to, you know, you're wanting to mess with sexual temptation, just remember all that you have to lose. Like you fire team guys right now, you dads, 
you know, who have this, you know, pornography habit. Uh, I mean, just what if your son, what if your son were to pick up your iPad or your iPhone and, and stumble into your internet history? Like, how would you ever explain that to him? What you would lose in the eyes of your son there is not worth whatever it is that you want to put before your eyes today. Do you understand that? You know, whatever you got to lose, it's not worth it. And this is what 9 to 14 is all about. You know, the, the day's going to come and you're going, man, why didn't I listen to the preacher when he said, you know what I mean? Uh, that's what 9 to 14 is all about. Verses 15 to 20 are beautiful. They're just about, you know, hey, sex is for marriage. And uh, man, Stay at home with your wife, you know, drink water from your own well. Again, that's a highly erotic image. Um, share your love only with your wife. Actually, I think it's like don't, uh, uh, don't, uh, uh, don't spray your water in the public square. I mean, it's that kind of image. Uh, it gets fountains and wells. It's that kind of image. Uh, why spill the water of your springs in the streets having sex with just anyone? Save it for yourselves, you know. Uh, sex is beautiful, but it is this intimate secret that a husband and wife share and, uh, and, and, and you guard that, you protect that, you know, forever, you know, um, she's a loving deer, a graceful doe, rejoice in the wife of your youth. Now the point of course is she's not always going to be young. You're not either, you know, uh, verse 19, I won't read the whole thing to you, but I think you can see right there the, just the, uh, the beautiful biblical encouragement to enjoy each other's nakedness. I mean, can I say that? I mean, I'm so, we know each other, right? We're friends. Because the Bible, what, uh, what I'm not saying is worse than what I just said. I mean, husbands and wives, you know, gosh, you've been married 50, 60 years, and don't you still want to be lovers? I, I know it's not maybe the way it was before you both had CPAP machine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you, you lose a little something when you both got a CPAP machine, and, and, and you know, hot flashes and everything else, you know, I mean, you know, steam coming off your wife in the bed just because she's going through the change. And I know, but, but still, may you always be intoxicated by her love. That, that's what verse 19 says. May you always be, in other words, you don't ever get too old for that, you know, and you don't ever want to get to the place where you live in a house with somebody like a stranger, you know, what God raises up here for marriage is such a beautiful, you know, and desirable thing. And, and this is the point. The devil despises that. The devil will try in every way to cause you to waste your strength when you're young and give up your sexual purity. And then as soon as you're married, he'll do everything he can to ruin your sex life in marriage. I mean, obviously, this is very close to our to our souls because the devil works so hard to, uh, to destroy us, to wreck us in this particular important area of, of our lives. Uh, may you always be intoxicated by her love. New Living Translation says captivated, but the word there is, is drunken, intoxicated. It's important because the last verse, verse 23, uh, again, talking about the person who walks into sin, he will die for lack of self-control. Uh, he will be drunk on his own stupidity is basically what the Hebrew says. But again, it ties back. Uh, you want to be, uh, you know, drunk, you know, on the love of your wife, and 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 the other alternative is just be, you know, drunk on stupid, you know. And I'm just afraid, like I said, that so many young people these days are not getting these conversations in at home or in church and anywhere. They're being discipled by a uh, wicked and perverse and and so uh, empty 
sexualized culture and uh, whole generation about to be drunk on stupid, you know. Uh, so there's Proverbs chapter 5. Read it out loud to your grandkids today. How about that? And everybody else in your life who needs to know what wisdom is about. There's nobody else in our culture who's saying these things, y'all. If the people of God don't, we're in trouble. We're all going to be drunk on stupid, right? Um, tomorrow, chapter 6. We'll pick up right here. Chapter 6, verses 1 to 35. Uh, we'll get to take a little bit of break. There's a little bit of a sexual content in tomorrow and the day after, but but it's a Proverbs. It's so good. I'm enjoying it, and I hope you are as well. Stay in the Word. Stay close to the Lord, and I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for 10 with Tim. I, I love you guys.